Hello and welcome to episode 110 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown and I am joined by my brother, Isaac Borno. Hello, hello. Isaac is calling in from England to, one, tell us about his amazing, even better than Zion's Finest podcast called Built on Hope. We're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> um, but uh, before I, actually, before we do our intro, just so that everyone's aware, it is currently 11.11 in Utah and it is 6.11 in England, right, Isaac? Correct. So I am going to be getting more and more droopy over the course of the conversation. <laughs> and Isaac, if he sounds a little droopy at the beginning, uh, just everyone be aware of the fact that we are operating on crazy schedules. So uh, just with like that, old days. that's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, Isaac, with that out of the way for people who haven't um, listened or haven't heard of your previous podcast episodes, give us a reintroduction. Tell us about um, previous world shows, previous organized play stuff, and then let's just get right into it. Brilliant. Um, well, hello. My name is Isaac Bonner. I've gone by the name Kajo for a couple of years, and but since then the nickname has just stuck. So sometimes I'll be Isaac Kajo, sometimes I'll be Isaac Bono, sometimes just Isaac Kajo Bono if I'm feeling very narcissistical. Um, so <laughs> you want to start... just uh, stretch that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just uh, mild flex that. Um, so I've been playing Imperial Assault ever since I first got the game, which was, let's see, I believe that was in December 2015. I uh, started out with the campaign, as most of us do. And really enjoyed that. And skirmish for me was, after I play a campaign, how do I imagine the stories progress? So essentially, mm. I would take the results of one of my campaigns. So say the heroes win, but I, I remember this example very, very specifically. The heroes win, but Jin was not only wounded, but also actually killed in the finale, which makes oh, kind, wow. of, kind of thematic sense. But she was of standing course. next to a ledge. So I just said, okay. So she fell down the ledge, and then later up in the skirmish. This was before I knew that you can't bring a skirmish attachment as one of your upgrades through temporary alliance. So I was oh. temporary alliancing temporary alliance, which obviously now doesn't work. But uh, for, for, for thematic reasons, that having the three uh, r remaining heroes realize that Jin is now leading a platoon of stormtroopers. For me, back then, was pretty fun. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's how skirmish started for me. But then I realized how... It's, it's less of a story-driven thing, and it's more of a really, really interesting competitive game. Yeah. Um, so I played more and more lists, um, gravitated towards Royal Guard Swarm, but not, <laughs> but not in the way, not 4x4, four four, um, in yeah. a very different way. I think my fa it was the Royal Guard Champion, one set of elite Royal Guards and one set of regular Royal Guards followed by maybe an elite officer or, or something crazy like that. Um, really, really fun, but obviously absolutely worthless after the Mega Nef. So, um, yeah, so that's how I started out at Skirmish. And then after a couple of months of that, I realized that there was a tournament um, in my relative close proximity. And I thought, well, regional championships, I love the game. Why not give it a shot? So I traveled over. Um, I brought a brother, uh, a list which I really, really enjoyed, um, which was Fen, Old Luke, um, Elite Rebel Troopers, because they're the best units in the game. I have no idea what any of you are talking about. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Elite Echo Base Troopers and Gideon. 
So five okay. activation list. And that might not seem very relevant, but when you think about it, the playstyle of Han Rangers for me has been there since the very beginning. Yeah. Even though I haven't really noticed it, because Fen, Jedi Luke, and Rebel Troopers. Because obviously, um, Worlds 2016, Desmond Miller took Rebel Troopers second place in the World Championships. Yep. Incredibly, incredibly impressive because no one thought the figures could work, apart from <coughs> yours truly. Of course. Um, <laughs> um, but the, the thing is, Rebel Troopers suddenly become really scary if, they, if one of them is allowed to attack twice with plus one damage, plus two accuracy, and a reroll. Yeah. Um, while focused. So, and it's, but it's all about positioning. It's all about positioning. So positioning from the very beginning was something I always kept an eye out for and I always really enjoyed with the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, then that was my very first tournament. Did relatively all right. Went to three and two with that list. Um, and uh, also met um, met some great people in the community, such as Alice Scott. Of course. Uh, um, fast forward um, a couple of years. Um, the big step for me became when I started playing on Vassal. The first tournament I went to after playing on Vassal was UK Nationals 2017. I made the top eight cut that year. Um, then on to regional season, I made the top four cut, or I made the top eight cut, won the top eight matchup, went on to the top four in uh, the first regional, and then I won the following regional, all with Han Rangers. So to the Nationals, I ran double Rangers. For the regionals, I ran Han Rangers. And since okay. then, just really, really stuck, basically. Because I just couldn't get this feeling out that, okay, this, this list is really, really fun. Yeah. But it could be better. And I'll, I'll touch on that once I get to my uh, Nationals report this year. But over the years, I've just slowly, slowly been refining my Heart Rangers list. Um, until now, I feel like I've breached the peak. Which is both yeah. a nice feeling, but also a, well, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> Feel <laughs> feeling. Of course. Um, yeah. But, um, so, that was an amazing feeling. I uh, managed to win a regional championships, which secured me a place in the world championships. Um, so, I then traveled to America, met all the amazing uh, Amer American players, such as Kenneth Brown, in case anyone's heard of That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and then, I didn't do too well. Uh, I think I went four and three. Maybe three and four. I uh, can't quite remember. It was quite a while ago now. This is Worlds 2018. Correct, correct. Yeah. Um, great event, great vibe. Everyone was amazing. All my games were friendly and fun and competitive, which is exa exactly what you want. Um, and yeah, that was an absolutely amazing, amazing experience. Uh, from there, however, I was able, I was lucky enough to appear on this very podcast um, to offer a Worlds report. And then from there, I came back on Zion's Finest to offer a, I think it was a European's report. And after that, I was actually invited onto the Board Wars podcast as a recurring, right. recurring co-host, um, which I then did for several months until Board Wars, unfortunately, um, simmered down. Uh, and I know we'll touch on this in a little bit, but then um, myself, David, and Jess Jessica Gao decided to kind of kickstart our own podcast, which, again, we'll touch on in a little bit. Um, yeah, just some context for my podcast background. But yeah, so then from then, we had um, that... We had the World Championships, which was, was amazing. We had the yep. European Championships, where I made the Top 16 cut, which was also such a fun tournament. Um, bring National Season 
Um, the UK Nationals, I came, I lost in the final against Alistair Scott. <sighs> and and it, it, it always seems to be those clutch moments we get paired up against each other. In the very first regional I made the top cut for, it was, okay, so the only re- way for me to get in the top cut, I have to beat Alistair. And then every time we match up, it's, it's, it's always something important. It's never just, oh, well, this is a random Swiss. It doesn't matter what happens. We're both going to get into the cut. It's, it's always a clutch like, matchup. Nope, it is. <laughs> we are facing an existential threat. Precisely, precisely. And he's always running Vader, which, <laughs> which, which, which has always been a bit of, a, of an interesting matchup for me. I know some people say it's Han Range, it's the best matchup. For me, it's not. I prefer yeah. going up against IG. Uh, anyway, that's probably stuff we're going to touch on later. Um, On to that, um, second place, UK Nationals 2018. Uh, top four, Nordic um, Nationals 2018. Um, regional season in 2019, I win all three regional championships I attend. Um, and that basically brings us to here. Um, national uh-huh, championships, so. I unfortunately couldn't make the UK national championships. Um, due to exams, and then I couldn't make the European Championships because I was in Canada. That's right. That's right. Which you're um, often off in the hinterlands for the for the summer. <laughs> Precisely, which was absolutely marvelous. But, yes. um, but yeah, so that's the reason I couldn't make that. But uh, was able to squeeze one nationals in regardless. Alistair and I made the trip over to French nationals, which I'm happy to say I was able to secure the win. That's exactly right, and we are going to get to it. First off, tell us um, a teensy bit about the uh, Built on Hope podcast. All right, so the Built on Hope podcast um, is a podcast dedicated to competitive imperial assault, um, IACP, and other topics as well, but mainly just competitive imperial assault. So what it aims to do is essentially keep the community alive and essentially just provide the community with more content, because... Obviously, our play numbers have been dwindling since. Yep. I know these have been hot topics um, on the Slack recently, but um, regardless of your opinion on the stance, due to Spectre Cell, our numbers have been dwindling. Yep. Um, and we decided to essentially launch one to try and keep it alive. So we have three distinct um, different types of episodes we do, and then some other episodes with just happen. So we have uh, Knowledge and Defense episodes, which are David's gem, um, where essentially he bring, he researches and brings up a gameplay psychology segment. And then we have a whole episode just about that. Episode one, in fact, was all about uh, Timmy Johnny Spike, which, um, I, yes, which yes. I, I, I found really, really fun. That is really cool. Um, then we have the Academy sections, uh, or segments, which are run by Jess, which are more aimed towards newer players or how do you do X, essentially? So it's either how do you want to do X if you're a new player, or if you want to build a list like this, what would you do? Yeah. Um, so we don't have any episodes of those out yet, but we have plans for some. Uh, and then finally, we have the matchup analysis segment, which is uh, mainly run by me. So David and Jessica were currently out of the country for, the, for episode two, so it was just me. Um, but obviously, we don't want really to have here too much of just my droning voice. So, and why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, what we decided to do was we inci- uh, uh, decided, sorry, uh, we invited on one of our very good friends, uh, Oliver Dewhurst, and mm. so he came on to offer a to represent Han, Ch- uh, Han Chuba, or even just Chewbacca um, in a Han Rangers versus Chewbacca matchup analysis. So that should be coming up now soon, depending on when this is released. It might already be out. 
But so yeah, and then sometimes we'll just have some episodes directed to towards. Okay, well, season three for IACP has been launched. Let's review the cards because again, I am a steering committee member of the IACP. However, yep. I will reiterate, as I've done many times, the podcast is not. I'm not representing the committee on the podcast. If I have a problem with what the committee does, or if I support something the committee does, it'll be my own opinions which I put on the podcast. I wouldn't be, sure. you know, toning down or priming up anything for the podcast. Um, so yeah, that's Built on Hope. I would, um, it should be available on all podcast services uh, with under Built on Hope IA or Built on just Built on Hope. And yeah, I'd recommend giving it a listen. It's amazing. It's, I mean, I, I love the gals and you guys have got great chemistry. And so it's, it's a ton of fun to listen to. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, let's get into this. Let's get into French nationals. Okay, so they were in Paris, France, right? Uh, it was in Lyon this year. Oh, it was in Lyon. I did not know that. Okay, mm. so it was in Lyon. Um, tell, let, let's uh, give us a survey of the field, and then we'll get right into Swiss. How many players were there? So we had 15 players, which I was really pleased about. That is awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, from... Uh, most of them were French, obviously, but we did have some players from different areas. So we had three Brits, uh, myself, Alistair Scott, and Mark Radford. We also had at least one German, um, Sebastian. Okay. And I think, I, I could be wrong here, but I believe the rest of the field was French. I didn't obviously go up against everyone, so I, I can't say for sure, but I... I I think the rest was French. Okay. Um, the faction breakdown went to about 50% scum. Um, so about 50% scum. Three Empire lists. We had one Death Trooper-like um, type list, which Mark run, which was really cool. Yeah. We also had one VPT, and we had one really, really interesting. Um, it was Imperial Jets, but then Temporary oh. Alliance in... Um, Jabba and Weakways. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> That's which was yeah exactly. Which I honestly think could have done really well if not his unlucky first matchup was against Vader, which is the one matchup you don't want to see. Yeah, with, of course. With that list, because they'll be doing the exact same things as, as you, except they can't be killed. Yeah, <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jets versus Vader. Okay, have fun. All right. <laughs> um, um, and then the rest was Rebel. Uh, the Rebel. The rebels were really, really diverse. We had one, we had one Spectre player, we had one Han Ranger player, yours truly, yeah. um, and then we had a couple of different iterations. I, we might have had one lovers box or something. I, I know we had one. This completely threw me off guard. Um, Drakkar layer, which we'll actually touch on later. Ah, <laughs> um, it's kind of like a box. Yes, it's, it's it's intriguing. I mean, it's like how um, that's uh, what's it, Jeremy's box that he took yeah. to Nova was. Um, except it like doesn't have box. yeah, exactly. Except it doesn't have MHG or Han, sure. which is interesting. But it's yeah. it, it's fun. It's fun. Um, so yeah, great meta, great players, absolutely great players, and yeah, that was the field. Awesome. Um, all right, let's. Uh, oh, tell us your list. And let's go into, maybe give us a few of the juicy details regarding changes that you might have made. Brilliant. Um, so my list was um, Han Solo, Elite Rangers, Gideon, R2, Mac, uh, 3PO, and three sets of regular Alliance Smugglers, which with um, 
balance of the force to get, take me t to 18 points for my command deck, rounds out to 40 points. So nine activations, no Hera, which, no is, Hera. which, which can be a little treacherous for Han Rangers because yes. you you're not able to you're not able to just get a little bit of extra consistency. So yep. I go into this on uh, in a little more detail on on the latest uh, Belt and Hope episode. Okay. Um, but but essentially, how I see Hera in Han Rangers, I think that she's absolutely vital if you're planning on trying Han Rangers out. Mm. I don't think Han Rangers can work without Hera if you're just trying it out. Yeah. Eventually, because again, I've run Han Rangers nonstop for two years. Squat. Great. Squat. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> so, eventually, you you get a feel for the list, and you realize that you understand your min maxes well enough that you don't need the plus one damage. You can, you can be a little more. You just naturally account for it. Yeah, and same with positioning because my ideal positioning round one is having is I want to end the round one in a place where I'm exerting the most oppressive value while still taking the least amount of risk possible. Yeah. Hera helps with that tremendously because on most maps she will automatically before the game even starts move my ranges into that position. Mm. So with without Hera I need to do that manually, which is more difficult. But yeah, again I, I think it's kind of the the um, the Desmond um, Mill argument, I think you could say to an extent, that he wasn't running stormtroopers who just get constant value. They just get rerolls and rerolls and rerolls yep. and search for plus two damage instead for search for pay us two. Um, but if you can put them in the right spot, they're gonna do more work than stormtroopers. Yeah, which I find really interesting to think about. Um, but yeah, so again, if anyone wants to try ton ranges. Don't try this list. Um, either go down to eight acts and only have one smuggler and get Hera in, or drop Mac. I would recommend trying both. Nine activations. So I did modify the list from my words list. Okay. My words list was modified directly to combat spectre. So it had maximum card draw. So I had eight acts. It was basically this exact same list. I'm trying to think exactly. Um, actually, maybe it was a maximum card draw. I don't think I had high command. But it was eight acts. I did have Hera. I did have Mac because my reasoning there was: How do I combat Spectre Cell? Because Spectre Cell is obviously the biggest list in the meta at that point. Yeah. Um, how do I combat it? What do they want to do? And I thought about it. What What is it that makes Spectre Cell um, so ridiculous? Well, it's the fact that Ezra can run up, pummel. That, that Ezra is dumb. Ezra. Ezra sucks, simply. <laughs> simply put, Ezra sucks. Um, but one of the bigger reasons he sucks is because of Strength and Numbers. That's mm. a one-point card. Oh, man. Yes, absolutely. If I can comms disrupt Strength and Numbers when they think they're going to get it off, that could literally swing the game in my favor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and there's another reason I like comms disruption as well. So I didn't run negation. I didn't oh, run man. negation, and I ran comms disruption as well. Because, essentially, my balance of the force... I don't want to sacrifice my damage output in exchange for spy cards. Yeah. The spy cards are an addition, not a sacrifice to my list. Mm. Um, so, essentially, what... I've always seen Han Rangers as to function a bit similar to IG. 
And again, yeah. I won't go in depth on this because I go more in depth on uh, the built-up episode. Um, but I see them to function a bit as IG. If you have initiative coming your way and you have negation in hand and last duration, and some hunter cards and some focus rangers, you can absolutely just yeah. The the rangers can shoot can shoot some yeah. guys. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I realized okay, well if we do the math, that means that. Most of the action happens round three, so I want that to happen round three. If you do the math, initiative comes to me round three, I have to start the game with initiative. Which means that in 50% of the games I'm going to be able to do that, unless I'm able to push the game to round four. And mm. somehow not be behind on the points generation by round four. My solution? If I have comms disruption, I have the exact same scenario if I have, if I have taken initiative and my opponent has negation and I have comms disrupt theirs. So if I have taken initiative and comms disruption in hand with an with initiative going my opponent's way, that's the exact same scenario as initiative coming in my way. Obviously, if they have several spies, then I will be more scared of that. But if they yeah. have several spies, I never rely on cards anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so, so that was my reasoning for that. Um, however, when... With Spectre Cell not as dominant... And it's not the biggest list in the meta. It's still strong. I, it, oh. I, it, it can definitely still win games. Yeah. Um, but it's not an auto-win list anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm more tailoring against Gummy Pete. So to beat Spectre, I went down a Han, Han Rangers VP route. So I had Celebration uh, and Price on the heads and Black Market Prices. So Maximum Card Rule, playing on Black Market Prices and Maximum Points Generation... Um, celebration and press and pets. So I remember one game at Worlds. I had a take initiative for 24 victory points. Oh my um, gosh. From one take initiative because I had comms disruption, I, did, I got rid of his negation, rangers went, and with already some damage on them, um, pressing the heads, Kanan, dead. Um, and Celebration, and then also got rid of Ezra. No, actually, not Ezra. Uh, I think it was probably Sabine or something. Um, anyway, massive points, and then I just camped in the back corner of my deployment zone. So, my, so that Spectre, who was just melee, was like two spaces away from being able to punch me with all that movement cards gone. Which is, oh, I, I mean, again, Spectre, so what else are you going to do? Yeah, of course. What, what else are you going to do? You, take, you, you get the points you need to secure the win, and then you just pray <laughs> that they... That they don't one shot your guys. It's oh, <laughs> oh, I'm having PTSD as we talk about this. Oh, <laughs> I've had so, so much PTSD. It's ridiculous. Oh, um, but yeah, so okay. I, I modified that for this for this event okay. because I wanted nine activations. I want guaranteed last activations. I'm going unless I'm going up against something silly like the Jawa Swarm. Yeah, of course. Um, but. There are very few lists running nine activations. So if I run yep. nine, I'm more or less securing my spot of having last activation. Because Han having last activation is so vital. Oh, it's huge. If, if my opponent has IG in last activation, I'm in a very scary um, spot. Because yeah. obviously, if they move IG aggressively, essentially, in my opinion, you always have to account for the worst case scenario. Oh, yes. <laughs> so if my opponent decides to take a risk and they double move IG to a certain spot where I can move, double move Han to get line of sight him, and then if I have taken initiative, I can get two shots into him. You would have to be rather ballsy as a IG yeah. player if you want to do that. Yeah. Ho however, if I don't have lamb in hand and my IG has last activation, no way I'm doing that. Yeah, of course. So, 
Yeah. So yeah, um, nine activations to secure that. Dropping Hera to do that, which I'm fine with. Again, I, I'm fine with it. Wouldn't recommend to someone trying out on Rangers because it's <laughs> it, it took some getting used to. Let's put yeah, it that I way. believe that. I believe um, that. But once once you get it down, it's so worth it because you get the consistency from Mac by just attacking their hand brutally. Um, you have the smugglers who are pretty annoying. Um, and then you have, um, obviously, Hana, Hana Rangers who are lethal damage dealers when buffed up. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that, that was the list. The deck was, there was nothing too special. I had Strat Shift, Interleak, and Construction as my spy cards. Uh, all the usual Hunter Suite except for Primary Target. I have Price and Tyson Celebration for VP Generation. Uh, for movement, I actually have urgency. I used to be more in favor of fleet footage just because it's open movement points. Yeah. But I realized that usually I'm more likely to deep strike, if that makes sense. I'll usually yeah. I'll you're not like, like you're you're not moving to like move and then come back. Like yeah. you're moving to like go get them because weak ways are, and ranges are not as common in the matter anymore. So it's less of a sniper versus sniper matchup. Yep. Great um, point. Which which means. I'll more be max moving to, to make sure my shots. It'll less be it's less popping out, shooting, shooting, and popping back, which is still really, really valuable. But unless yeah. you have two movement points, like in Heart of Freedom, one movement point usually doesn't do the trick. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that was my list. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, get into Swiss. So, who is your first round opponent? What map are you playing on? So round one, I was actually able to use my buy. Um, what I will say about the new FFG is that they, or FFGRP, they're actually pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So I emailed them because essentially, again, uh, I was able to secure the win on three regionals this year. Uh, didn't get a buy from any of them, which was, okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, but the store owner for the first regional, uh, which is a, a great store, um, he contacted FFGRP and said, um, can this guy, can you get guys get this guy a buy or something because he yeah. he wanted, um, and they never got back to him. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds, I, I, sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, as FFG does. Um, so then, a couple of days before the tournament, I know I was probably pushing it late, but I did tweet them and asking, "Hey, so I won three regionals. Is there any chance I can use a buy? Maybe? <laughs> yeah, can I get can one I? of the one of these fabled <laughs> buys? <laughs> can I get one of the things you guys owe me? I mean, technically they, they don't, but um, so yeah. And then they really quickly replied to me saying, "Yeah, absolutely. We've contacted France, uh, French OP, and given them your details. You'll have a round one buy when you get there, which was amazing. That's so cool. yeah. So round one, I had to buy." Uh, missed out on Tarkin weapons, which I'm more than happy to miss out on. It's really, not... that's interesting. Yeah. I am, uh, I, but okay. Yeah. That's um, good. Yeah. The the thing is, the weapons are nice with the smugglers, yeah. but because obviously you can use a smuggler, you can run out, you can pick up the weapon, run back as a body blocker. If yep. your opponent kills the smuggler and he's holding a red weapon. Okay, cool. He's standing next to a ranger. ranger yeah, thank you for, ra- <laughs> yeah, thank you for giving that to him. <laughs> exactly. Um, however, because my playstyle is pure denial, um, weapons are still something I quite, haven't quite gotten the hang of. And the, the target map is not the best for hard rangers. Mm. We are going to touch on which I actually think is the best later. Uh, I think that's going to be a, an interesting topic because it's not lethal. It's not talking. Oh my gosh, are you going to say Maul's map? 
Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let me let me prepare myself for <laughs> to be outraged. Awesome. Well, um, yeah. what was your round? What was your round two opponent? Uh, so my round two opponent. Um. So remember we spoke about PTSD. Yes. Was he running Spectre? So there's one guy running Spectre this whole tournament, and we're going up one more map. The thing that gave me PTSD in Imperial Assault was relentlessly practicing against Spectacill on Maul's map and just getting utterly annihilated every single time. Yes, oh man. First, first tournament game since Spectre nerf. And what do I get? <laughs> of course. Spectacill Maul. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what a jolly jolly day. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, this was the best game of Spectre I ever had. Okay. Um, my opponent was one of the friendliest players I've ever met. We were both laughing throughout. We had such a good game. It was amazing. So I can't remember too many details of the game, to be honest. But um, he took the non-taxi side. I took the taxi okay. side. Um, it's the side I prefer, definitely. It's posters, which... the. Now I'm more confident with posters against Spectre Cell than before, because now I have three smugglers instead of one. Yep. Um, one, one smuggler against Spectre posters on Maul was just an auto-loss, more or less. Um, just like Lothal. Um, so what he does is he, he positions pretty aggressively um, with his Ezra and some other figures. Um, so I'll, I'll run through this game pretty briefly, because it was not really eventful, but it was... A great game. So Ezra is pretty aggressive in where he positions, and he just flips some tokens. Um, Han smugglers move around to uh, flip some posters. Han moves into the upside-down T-shape mm. um, so he gets line of sight into the area. Rangers, they double move behind the taxi, as you do. Um, so I send one ranger with Han towards the middle room. Three rangers behind the taxi. The other two smugglers are going down towards the taxi side, towards the two doors that are interlocked in the very corner. Um, and then Gideon is um, in my deployment zone in that space behind the corner where he gets line side down my hallway. Um, 3PO is just slowly trucking along. R2 is by my terminal. Mac is just twiddling his thumbs at the very... The, at the, as far back in my deployment zone as I can humanely get him. Um... <laughs> As you do. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so then he's flipped some tokens. Um, yeah, he's flipped some tokens. I might flip, have flipped some back, I'm not sure. Han, maybe? Shoot, sounds... Um, so I should probably mention, he's running um, extra armor Spectre, which I think okay. is probably, with the Spectre, quote-unquote, nerf. Yeah. Um... Obviously, extra armor Spectre more or less just puts them back to those to this normal. Yeah. Um, against Han ranges at least, because remember that the Spectre nerf is more it's it's more valuable against Swarmists, because the the constant damage and constant block eventually wear down. Yeah. Against an elite strike list like mine, where I'm only putting out, I mean, at most six attacks around, but that's being very optimistic. Yeah. It's basically the regular Spectre cell. Yeah. Um, it it, has, it definitely is nerfed. I'll fully admit that. I don't think it's as nerfed as it should be. We're not going to get into that debate. Because <laughs> we just want to burn it to the ground. We re we, yeah, we really we re do. I'm sympathetic to you, Isaac. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th uh, that's that. Han might get an end round, sh end round shot. I do recall 
mispositioning with the smuggler because I'm rusty. Yeah. Um, which blocked headline insight to either that or because I was definitely moving Han there one way or another because I'm not I don't have lamb I'm not moving Han into that that central zone I'm not suicidal here. Yeah. Um, but regardless, then um, Sabine and Zeb they do some things. So Zeb, I believe, also go, went around not to the taxi, but the equivalent of the no, not the equivalent of the, of the taxi side, but also the way that's towards the two doors. Okay. Um, Hera opens the door to for him. He double moves up and red raids Han. Um, uh, Sabine moves on up and she doesn't shoot Han, but she moves up to throw a grenade at Han. But she's she's too away from Han, so she can spectacle in to do like the last. Th- Four damage needed. Okay. Yeah. And yes, um, you heard it correctly. One zeb attack and one grenade. I'm at four health left. Yay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Here's the thing. This game went relatively well. It ended 31 to 41. Ooh, he, forgot to use, he forgot to use Spectre Cell to kill a hard round two. So... Ooh. Like, he forgot so, to use the attack entirely? He, yeah, he, he completely forgot to use the card. Round one okay. and two. Round one for the positioning, round two for the attack. Mm. And that was just massive, because Han, yeah. Han otherwise wouldn't have survived. Um, and obviously, because the game was 31-41, he, he probably would have won. Um, but, so, from, from the taxi side, um, Kanan was overexposed. So my smugglers just, they, they get the call, they say, sweet. They move up, they open the door, my rangers, two of whom are focused, they wait until last activation, they run out, they pile shots into him, um, start around, either they finish him off, or Han finishes him off. Um, I think I killed, I definitely killed Kanan, and then I killed either Zeb or Sabine. I think I got off both Celebration and Price on the heads, and then that, with some points from the board, managed to secure me the win. But again, if he had remembered to use um, Spectre Cell, very yeah. different game. Very One of those games. Game. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Which is, so yeah, I mean, it was definitely an easier game against Spectre Cell than pre enough. But again... <laughs> That's not saying too much. No, no. <laughs> Um, but but that being said, my opponent was absolutely amazing. It was the most fun spectacle I've ever had, a uh, game of spectacle I've ever had. Uh, not that that's very hard to do, but hey, still, <laughs> always a win. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All the Spectre players are going to be mad at our saltiness, and guess what, guys? I don't care. <laughs> well, that's very refreshing to hear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so great game. So 2-0 at this point. And on to round two. Round three. Uh, yeah, round three, game two. Um, so round three is Rogue AI, which is nice. And I go up against Han Shui. Oh, okay. And this is also a game where we were constantly laughing throughout the whole game. I mean, it's just something about the French community, um, it's, which is great. Uh, and I'm going to refrain from making a very precious joke. Um, <laughs> so... He, I, I won initiative. Um, I had the treehouse side. He was running Han Chewy. I don't think he had any spies. Uh, it was Han, Chewy, Sabine. Okay. Um, so how this game went is that... Um, so I 
always had the trio side. Um, starts off with an R both of our R2s moving out, drawing cards, the usual shenanigans. Yep. Um, he opens his door. Um, I open mine, and the smuggler goes beyond line of sight. His focus Han moves up, stands in front of 3PO, and with element, shoots down three, um, R2, as you do. Um, kills him. But now Han's exposed. Okay. So what I do is I take one of my remaining smugglers, again, triple smugglers for the win, and I position him just, diag just diagonally underneath the corner of my hallway leading from my deployment zone, so that I can get line of sight to Han without him getting line of sight to me if I want yeah. to shoot him. So I move him there. Uh, he doesn't react to it. I go with my rangers. They get three shots into Han. Um, I think I do eight damage all in all. Um, one of them was focused. One of them was a dodge. Um, sorry for that. Um, but I, I get some good damage through. And they also move away. So Han doesn't get any return fire. I get all my damage through. Not all my damage, but I get my shots through. No return fire, no risk. Happy Raging Player. Mm. Um, and remember, Han can... But Han can't move into the same spot, because one of the rangers together had to move the full four. So Han okay. is going to need to take the risk of... Yeah, being more risky. Um, and my terminal is now currently unused. My last smuggler opens my top door, moves into the treehouse just to contest more, um, essentially, uh, bouncy, bouncy um, AI. Because um, start of the game, Gideon moved three. Um, Gideon moved a smuggler so that, that smuggler could open the door and collect the red AI and move just just far away enough so that line of sight would be annoying to get. Okay. Um, so that you can't just stand in your hallway to get. You would need to expose to get line of sight to him, which is exactly what I want. Um, so then his last activation is Sabine. He double moves Sabine in front of Han, because obviously he doesn't want to lose Han, which means, okay, this means that my focused Han can't one-shot Sabine, which means my his Han is not going to get a shot into my Han, and because his Han is next to 3PO, I'm not too happy about that shoot-off, even though I don't need to do too much damage. Yeah. It's only going to take one block of aid or one dodge to ruin my day. Yeah. Um... So, I did decide to do it. I double moved out. I stood. I stood next to the terminal, so I was controlling the terminal, and I had my end of round shot against Sabine. So end of round shots happen. I shoot Sabine. Do maybe seven, eight damage. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe less. I can't quite remember, but it, but it was a good roll. Um, good roll. Um, which I'm very happy about. Uh, following that. Uh, we then, obviously, first of all, we obviously drew cards. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about my position. Han's got damage on him. Sabine's got damage on him. I'm undamaged. All of my smugglers are in positions where they are threatening to pick up um, AI. Um, I I'm feeling pretty good about this. Then, and I and I also have Call the Vanguard in hand. So how can you not feel good about that? Yeah. Um, so Ranger then goes, kills Sabine. Uh, is in a precarious position because he is a little bit overexposed, but worth it for the speed kill. Um, he then goes with Han, plays tools. He's folk. Yeah, he's focused. Plays tools. Shoots my Han. Ooh. Max rolls. I blank. Eleven Ooh. damage. Ooh. 
Needless to say, I'm not very happy. I, I don't want to do my return fire. <laughs> because obviously he's just going to bounce off. Yeah. yeah. He'll return uh, fire. Yeah. So what I decided to do with my Han is I don't attack. I... Or maybe... So I can't quite remember. Either I don't attack or I attack 3PO, because I believe he moved behind 3PO after that. So I either attack 3PO and then move behind everyone, or I... Um, and just double move back to my deployment zone. Now here's the really clutch moment of the game. He then double moves Chewie into my deployment zone to slam Han to death. Okay. Which is not a bad idea, considering the fact that if I now kill anyone apart from Chewie, who's full health, then obviously Chewie's coming back. Yep. I have Mac. Oh, with Intel leak in hand. Yeah, which yeah. you forgot. So Oof. Mac, so Mac goes, kills Lamb right out of his hand, which he was expecting to use to keep Chewie alive. Rangers, with the help of hunter cards and some focuses, blow Chewie to smithereens. Um, and, yeah, because like, it, it took the help of my entire list. It took two focus ranger shots, one regular ranger shot, one Gideon shot, one mech shot, and one um, smuggler shot who was just standing in the treehouse looking around. There's a Wookiee. Holy yeah. smokes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, um, the, the smug actually did like two damage and stunned <laughs> Chewie yes. somehow um, because smugglers are awesome um, but that was it, I can't really call it a mistake but you need to be very careful doing such a risky maneuver against spies oh yeah absolutely so that cost him big time because now he's down Chewie he's down Sabine I am getting all the AI points I ever want Lamb's gone Han has just a couple of health left yeah I haven't lost a single ranger, so I'm feeling in a pretty good position. Um, and that's basically how the game ends. Um, with, without Lamb, eventually I, I'm just able to eat through 3PO, I, I kill Han, yep. and that's the win. Um, so, again, great game. We were both laughing throughout. Um, it was such, 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 a, such a great game. Um, this good. is uh, Wilfred Florenza, who I've played before. Uh, actually, in my European Championship report, he was the one who ran... Um, um, the uh, Jedi Luke list, the oh. um, yeah, the I think it was like a um, triple Jedi list of um, Luke, Ahsoka, and Davith or something. Just really, really interesting. Guy um, deserves so, to win, <laughs> indeed. Um, yeah, so great game, super fun. Three uh, 0 at this point. Okay. And even despite it being fifteen players, we're still having a top eight cut. So I'm feeling pretty confident about my chances of getting into the cut. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, next game, um, Lothal Blitz. I'm going a- up against, um, the Leia Droxabine list. Okay. I don't think I've ever had as much of a brain fart as in my entire life. Um, so the saying I always say to myself is, when in doubt, stay conservative. Yeah. It's literally one of my games, because, just because, if you're umming and eyeing, well, well, I could do that, but what if they had this one specific card which just completely ruins my day? With Han Rangers, if you even have that thought cross your mind, unless... Just don't do it. Yeah, unless you really need it to happen because you're behind and you need some luck to go your way to win. In that case, sure, go for it. But just don't overexpose, guys. Yeah. Uh, so what do I do? Um, blitz, I overexpose. I <laughs> run everyone forward. I put them behind a wall of smugglers. Obviously forgetting Dracotta sucks and blows up my wall of smugglers. That's exactly uh, right. Because he has initiative. Um, 
yeah, that's uh, that's a nice start. Um, <laughs> because the annoying thing as well is he, it's his initiative. I have take initiative and assassinate in hand. Ooh. So Ooh. I could have played take initiative and had my three unrain- unfocused ranger shots just pile into Dracotta. Because even if I don't kill her, just putting, even if I just take it to nine damage, ten damage. Yeah, that, that's pretty scary. Because she can't m- single move into cover. She yeah. would need to double move without killing my smugglers, or just stop or attack once, move back, and then accept that she's gonna die. I decided not to do it because I because the range also would be very far. It would be okay. like eight range shots, unfocused, no hera, not too optimistic. Um. So I don't do it, regret it, with every piece of my heart. Um, and I think this is just one of those games where it's been a long day, and you're just seeing everything go wrong. Yeah. So Leia is not known for doing crazy damage, but she can do some damage. Yeah. She's not known for crazy range, but she can do some range. She's not known for one-shotting a ranger at range 11. Oh I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it that much, and that just sets the tone for the whole game. <laughs> Range eleven. Oh my gosh! I'll remind that's you, like she a... has two. She has that's... two yellow dice in her attack pool. Two yellow dice, and she is so range she's eleven. Focused. She's focused. Uses Hera. Rolls the five. Rolls the three. Rolls the two. Rolls the two. Rolls, has the surge for plus three, and has the two from Hera. It's like cool. I can't. Uh... I I can't do anything about this. <laughs> Cool, thank you very much. <laughs> well, this was fun. Yeah, then my focused Han runs up, gets an end of round shot at Tricotta. What do I get? I get two damage. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, and that's just the game in a nutshell. Um, Tricotta sucks and is the worst. Um, I, I, I can say that much. Um, it, there was also a bit of a language barrier. He barely didn't speak any English. Um, but okay. That's fine, we both know the cards. I don't know Dracata, however, so, um, I mean, I completely trust him, so I just went on what he said, but does um, the extra damage from the alternative to Blast 2 also deal damage to the attacked figure? Uh, yes, collateral damage, it does. Okay, cool. Um, so that's just what I wasn't sure about, but again, I he plays Dracata, I don't, I'm not going to yeah. fact check on him, I, I trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. One Han attack does two, two focus. damage. Yeah, it does two damage. Uh, one Dracar attack does twelve. Uh, not twelve. Does nine damage to Han. Which, oh, yeah, that's, that's completely fair. Um, and that's just a game in the nutshell. I I never blame my games on dice, but <laughs> I, I mean I, I lost because of my positioning. He he sure. played well. I'm not going to take that away sure. from him. He played well. I played like an idiot. So when my opponent plays well, I play like an idiot, and my role and my dice <laughs> seem to be. You know what? I don't want to do anything for you ever. <laughs> then well, what are you going to do? Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. So th- that was the game. I he didn't lose a single figure. Oh my gosh! And I, oh. I, th- I think I just conceded after Han's dead. Or no, yeah. no, I, I didn't think I conceded. But the thing is, oh no, right? Because he killed Rangers as well. Because I was constantly, 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 constantly um, attacking his. Hera, because I had Celebration just to get me over the line with points. Yeah. Even after Han's dead. Unfocused Ranger shoots her, does one damage. Focused Ranger shoots her, does two damage. <laughs> I have Assassinate in hand. Oh my gosh. Cool. I just needed to do one more. But oh, yeah, thank damn. you. Hey Isaac, <sighs> you know you could have got that one more damage? 
If you had hair on your oh, side. Oh, shut up. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That is yeah. awesome. So, so kudos to that, him. He, but he really, that, really, yeah, that was yeah. just one of those games. Yeah, it, it's one of those games. It happens, and like Alice has always said, one loss in Swiss is good luck, which we'll get back to. There you um, go. So, end of the day, oh, not end of the day, but end of Swiss, uh, three and one, pretty happy. Yep. Um, six after the bye, I, I'm not sure how. I'm really not sure how, but somehow I'm ranked at the bottom of three and ones, even though oh, interesting. Go, even though going three zero oh, and then losing. But yeah, I think it was, bec- but I think it's because all of my my first two opponents then proceeded to lose every game after I played against them. So maybe I'm a bad luck charm or something. Uh, um, yeah. So that that could be why. And also the buy, obviously, it because the buy is weird. Instead yeah. of doing something, instead of giving you a score, it just multiplies the strength of schedule you have. Sure. Uh, so I suppose it just decided that my strength the schedule sucks, and then decided to multiply that by a million. So bottom of um, uh, three and ones, still surprised they had a top eight cut, but hey, not going to complain. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, then we had the t- it was real. We had the top eight game the same day, and let's keep in mind. So the Brits we arrived. Um, we most of us flew in the day before, uh, but we got there at ten. The event started at 2.30. Okay. They didn't have a lunch break. Ooh, At this man. point, it's like 9. But yeah, because they started at 2, so they're assuming we had lunch. We didn't have lunch. So at like 9 p.m., we, they gave us a break, and we were like, yes, food! Um, so we were able to actually grab some, grab some food, which was nice, because we just had a small breakfast when we got there. Um, but we obviously thought that we were going to get a lunch break. Then we, if you do the math, if you start at 2.30, you're not going to get a lunch break. You're going to get a dinner break. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fine. Um, so we were kind of running off steam. Um, but my f- round eight matchup is Alistair Scott. Ah. So again, clutch moments. <laughs> we know it's going to matter, of course. Exactly. Because the last time I went up against him was in one of the regional finals. So it's, it's, it's never just a casual game. <laughs> um... But so he used running Jawa Swarm. Okay. Um, and we go up on Maul's map. Um, and it is the. which is the Gangsters. So. Maul's map Gangsters is my favorite map in the matter. Because of your smugglers or just generally? Because of my rangers. Okay. Um, so if I start with initiative, this is how my game goes. Okay. I will choose the taxi side. Um, first activation, Gideon focuses range and moves to two. Second activation, ranges. The focus ranger moves one, is five spaces away from the middle gangster in the center room, shoots it. On a good roll, I kill it. If not, I do a lot of damage. Okay. Uh, then he moves back. Uh, next ranger either kills off the one in the middle or starts shooting at the one that directly in my line of sight. And then the last one shoots the one directly in my line of sight. Um, then either I'll have six points and, and two hides, or I'll have three points, one hide, and my smugglers are easily going to be able to kill the last one. Okay. Um, I have initiative. That was a strong opening. Yeah, I have an, and I have initiative. So now we're currently six to three. I have initiative. I focus up Han. End of, end of the round, Han double moves into the L, or the um, upside down T. If you do the math... There is a two and three chance of it landing on either the two or the three, the new gangster that's coming in. Okay. Because I have the initiative, I get to push it, 
which means on a two in two out of three games, I will be able to push the gangster directly into Hans Line of Sight for a focused and around shot to kill the gangster. Now we are currently nine to three points. Mm. And that is the best start of the game you could ever ask for. Yeah, I have, that I have, is a solid start. If everything's going my way, I have nine points, I have two hides. And I haven't sacrificed anything. I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah, um, So I, I think after the Swiss report, we'll probably touch uh, more into uh, Maul. Um, so, so I won't go into detail about my what I want to do on Maul, because now... Alice started with initiative, so I couldn't do exactly what I wanted to do. And he knows that I want to start on the taxi side. Um, so he chooses the taxi side, because bastard. Um, <laughs> so um, what happens is that I build a wall of smugglers, as you do. So if he were to shoot, if he were to open both doors at the taxi side, um, to shoot down, not in the middle room, but down my hallway, then I've put up two smugglers to body block my rangers, but still my rangers are in a position where they can go one, two, I'll shoot you back, one, two, back. So a, a rather strong defensive position. Um, and then from above, 3PO, R2, and smuggler, and the last smuggler are all body blocking from any shots from above the might happen. So he's running Jawa Swarm, um, 11 activations, um, six Jawas. Um, he was running Vinto, Greedo, uh, Sabine, as you do. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and how this game went is that obviously the bottom zone is not as good for me because I don't get my rerolls if I attack the gangs in the middle, which sucks. So, however, it is a little bit better in the way that my second gangster is closer to me, so my s smugglers will have easier shots. So, so that is nice, but I still prefer the taxi side. Um, so. I, I do the same thing, except I'm not able to kill the gangster um, in the middle in one shot. So I killed in two shots. Um, oh, no, actually, I am. I am. Because, he, because again, Alistair knows what I want to do. So yeah. he does everything he can to try and stop me from doing it. Um, so what Alistair did is that he took his Vinto and moved it to shoot the middle gangster twice as his first activation. Okay. Um, so... However, he rolled. He overrolled on the first attack. He does five damage to the gangster. Second attack, he misses on range, Ooh. which is massive. Which means that um, I, I could now technically use an unfocused ranger to kill, to finish it off, just to be focus efficient. However, I decide not to, just because that would mean overexposing uh, a ranger. Because again, my focused one is the one who hasn't been pushed by Gideon. So I use the focused one, auto kill the one in the middle. The other two who do still get the reels against the the other one either kill it or they um, they either kill it or they do leave it on one health to let my smuggler finish it off. But I definitely kill both, which is exactly what I want. Yeah. Um, on from that, um, he then tries to kill his gangster, his other gangster. But the problem with Jawas in this situation is that there are only two or three spots where you can actually get line of sight from your deployment zone. Okay. And because the Jawas, they're death by a thousand cuts, even though they're death by a thousand big cuts, they're still yeah. death by a thousand cuts. Which means that he does a little bit of damage, a little bit of damage, a little bit of damage. Oh, now I can't get line of sight to him. That's a shame. 
Um, because now his smugglers have all body blocked him and being able to stand where he can shoot his smuggler, uh, his um, gangster. So he's a little bit behind tempo-wise, so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I draw. I keep on drawing cards. Um, end of the round, Han is defensive. So Han plays planning and black market prices. End of, okay. round, end of the round. Because my first activation is Gideon, and I always do the full focus on the move. Even if I have planning, I really want to focus on the move because I want the points. Um, so last activation, he didn't give me any good shots. I'm not going to get overexposed to get any good shots. Cool. Han is just going to just draw me an extra four cards. <laughs> I'll take sure. that. Um, and I think I I either discard take for zero. Um, yes, that's a good hand was. Or I Ooh. discard um, maybe heightened tools. Something Whoa, like that. holy smokes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, amazing opening hand. Um, on to round two. Um, it, we're just jostling free positioning. Um, he finishes off his gangster finally. Um, he moves a gangster towards him. <coughs> um, his Greedo has double moved down to the door. Um, um, as in to the door that... The, the two doors which basically cross each other. Sure. Um, so to get line of sight to where my two rangers um, are, basically. So he has a couple of Jawas down there as well. So, and I'm, this might be a little bit out of order, but eventually he manages to open both of his doors, to, uh, both of those doors, but he body blocks um, Greedo with a... He body blocks Greedo with a Jawa. Okay. I have three ranger shots. I'm going to shoot mm. through... I, I, the rangers are the best single activation unit at shooting through body blockers, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so... One of my rangers, who is positioned not behind uh, the smugglers, but in a spot where he is he's diagonally between a wall and a smuggler, so he still has line of sight. He plays black market prices on the Jawa, um, and then shoots the Jawa. He kills it. I might have played a card, like Assassin something to kill it, because I really, really wanted the kill. Yeah. Um, so that's six points. Uh, the other two rangers go in turns. One, two, shoot Greedo. One, two, back. The other one goes one, two, three. Can't move back, unfortunately, but then shoots Greedo. Kills Greedo. Celebration. Mm. So I'm very happy about this. I've just gone of 14 course. points out of killing Greedo and Ajawa. Feels pretty good. And I've already I'm already got a points advantage from killing more gangsters. I'm in a major league right now. Parting shot does four damage to a ranger who is hidden, not because I killed Greedo, because I haven't discarded the hidden condition I got from attacking the gangster. Um, which we, we weren't quite sure. We thought that was how it, it is because you because you discard the harmful you discard the beneficial condition after the attack is resolved. And the yeah. attack hasn't resolved yet because at the same time running as I would get hidden. Um, so I'm still hidden. His Greedo still manages to hit. Um, does four damage, which is good uh, for him. Um, but my range is still alive, and I've taken a nice chunk of points. Um, he then decides to go a little bit ballsy, because at this point he needs to some things to go his way. Yep. He's very behind. He needs some luck to keep it pushing forwards. Um, so he double moves Vinto and plays draw. 
and shoots the last um, ranger. Uh, he does manage to kill it. Vinto, yeah. Um, I, I think then a smuggler moves up. I don't think I named the stunner or something. Um, so again, th this game was now a, a week ago, so my memory is a little foggy. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't... Basically what he then did later was that he double-moved. Um, so I think Jabba played Price on the Heads... And this is probably out of order, but this is just a round down, a round two. Uh, Java plays Price on the Heads on my Blue Smuggler, who has taken some damage. Oh no, but who is standing in front of all the fray. So I go, I go, cool, I run it. I double move him back into the farthest corner of my deployment zone. Um, because obviously I don't want to give him eight points, or seven points with Java. Um, Sabine moves up in grenades. However, she doesn't do it from a safe position. Um, she does it from a more aggressive one. So, and keep in mind, I have last activation. Because, yes, he had all those 11 activations. But if I pass until we're even, and then I kill an activated Greedo. Yep. Now the activation... Or an, an unactivated Greedo, you mean. Unactivated Greedo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That means that activation control is back in my, in, back, it's yeah. back in my hands. Yep. Which means that he can't control my harm. So, then, at the end of everything... Um, Han moves up, shoots Sabine, end of round, shoots Sabine again to kill her, and then I call the vanguard of so run 3 with a focused ranger, or maybe just hit a ranger, to shoot Vinto for a little bit of damage. Ooh. Yeah, so, brutal turn. Um, Han was focused on the first attack, and then tools on the second attack. Yes, dodge would have been annoying, um, but my call the vanguard shot would have killed Sabine, even if he had dodged. And... Let's just say Vinto is not long for this world. Um, so, and here's the thing. At the end of the round, at the end of round two, he settles on the lamb with Black Market. Ooh. Which means I'm more than happy to shoot Vinto now. Yeah, you're like, uh, all right, roll your dodge or die. Exactly. And then he was then, initially was his, he was umming, umming and eyeing for a while because he wanted to get Vinto into a place where he... Could get a, where he could shoot someone and then ping one onto the smuggler with one health left to oh, kill sure. him to get the seven points from that. Because uh, that would be his way of coming back, basically. Because now he's got a couple of Jowers and a Vinto against Han Rangers. Um, but he's killed one Ranger, so good for him. Um, he can't get the vote due to where my figures are placed. Um, but he does move up rapid fire to kill a different Ranger and Gideon. Oh, sorry, a different smuggler and Gideon. But from there, I just kill Vinto, and that's... That's, that's, that's it. Game that's all, that's yeah. all she wrote. Yeah, it's game over. Um, so, good game. I definitely had some luck go my way. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really fun game. Awesome. So, that was the top eight. On to the top four, which was the following day. So, we were given uh, a rest between them. A reprieve. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so the top eight, my top eight match was against Tomas, who is the um, Italian national championship, uh, Italian national champion, I believe, uh, this year. Um, so he had a eight, uh, seven activation IG list. Okay. Um, so this uh, this was an interesting matchup. So the map is um, Lothal fluctuations, um, <clears throat> which a lot of people say, oh, that's Han Ranger's best map. 
yes or no. The lion side options are nice, but what I want to do with Hunt Rangers is take the kills I want, not the ones I need, or as in take the ones I want, not the ones my opponent, not the ones my opponent gives me. Gives you, yeah. And then maximize my objective play so that I only need to take a couple of hit attacks. Um, fluctuate fluctuations is horrible for that because with the one victory point per stash, it's it's, it's such a dumb mission. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, go up against him. That, but against IG, that, that that's I, I'm happy about the long movement and stuff like that. So one thing I've definitely learned from all my years of IA is that I need to trust my intuition more. Yeah. The second he, because I started the game with Interleague. The second he drew his cards, judging by his facial expressions, which was poker face. I mean, let's be honest, he didn't easily give it away, but. Eventually, just when you play enough games, you realize when your opponent is happy and when he is not. Yeah. Um, I knew he had a place in hand round one. Mm. I have interleague round one, but I don't know if I want to do it because one, it's a risk, and two, if I math it out, if he does blaze round one, he is going to be, he is, if I position correctly, he can only kill three PO and a smuggler, or two smugglers, he can't kill any rangers. And he can't move back into cover. Yeah. That is not too bad of a trade-off in exchange Absolutely. for three damage on IG. So I decided to do it. Even though I have Interleak, I decided to let him do it. So he does do it. I, I was correct in my assessment. He double moves up. Um, and so basically, in, in, in anticipation, I have, initi- I have initiative. So I take the indoor side. So how I position is that I have my 3PO um, pretty far up. So if you, see, if you see the Spire as being down, my 3PO is quite far up in my hallway t- on the right side. In front of him is, is a Smuggler, and to his left is a Smuggler. Um, I think Han again just played planning and black market prices round one. Um, so Han was just um, negotiating quite a lot and planning. Having some fun that way. Um, but his IG then double moved in such a way that I knew, okay, he can go one, two. He can only draw line inside down the line Yeah. that I have the, th- the smuggler and 3PO. Which means if I line my rangers up behind 3PO and the smuggler, even with his two shots, he's only going to kill them. And this is still accounting for his two movement. He's only going to kill them and he could, he's not going to kill the rangers. I also have Take Initiative and Call the Vanguard in my hand. So, I, so I'm feeling pretty good about this. Yeah. Um, he kills 3PO, he kills the Smuggler, which is, b- because he has Java, uh, he, so he has a Java IG list. So that's six points for him, which is significant. Um, but he's now in clear line of sight to my Rangers. And I did play Comms Disruption early, because he played Optionistic, and I didn't know what that because there were two things he could do with Optionistic. One, move out of line of sight, which means my assessment of, well, then he's exposed, so it's fine. It's completely yeah. not dull on mute. Or he can move up, um, where because that was obviously he killed the first smuggler. He can move into the diagonal space between 3PO and the smuggler to get an unreturned fireable shot at Han. No, thank you. Um, so I comments dropped that, even though I hate comments disrupting anything that's not take initiative or graffiti or strength in numbers because yeah. may that card rest in hell. Um, 
And so, so he does that. Then I take initiative. He doesn't have negation, which was lucky for me. Yep. But having blaze and, and negation is would be lucky. Yeah, <laughs> um, that would be. <laughs> so between Call the Vanguard and my shots, I might have played Assassinate. I kill IG. Oof. So I'm very happy about that. But I did a huge mistake. Because I had price because I had price on the heads in hand and I forgot to play it. Um, so something to bring up because I'm currently one one handed um, so I had an injury a couple of uh, yeah a little over a week ago which which has left my left hand completely shattered Um, what I did uh, for my games is I can't hold a hand of cards in one hand and look through them and think with them (laughs) and I mean how do you get a a card out of your hand when you have one hand yeah great question you tell me (laughs) Uh, so what I did is that I, I checked with my opponents if they were right with it every time, but I brought this um, this little thing that you get with a Destiny starter set, Star Wars Destiny starter set, with uh, with all the dice in. And I just filled it out with Destiny dice, because my brother and I are playing a little bit. And then between the dice and the wall, I was able to squeeze my command cards down. So I had oh. to stand for my command cards. The problem is when you're not directly looking at them in your hand, you have a tendency to forget about them, which was annoying. Um, you would think Vassal prepared me for that, but apparently not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I forgot that, even though I could have played it. So that was terribly annoying, because that really swings tempo. Because yeah, four points is massive. And now if I'm, if I'm going to get it off, I need to be in a position where I can take my shots and play it, which is going to be very difficult now. Um, because, again, I've played Take Initiative, I have, Comms Disruption is gone, I've lost all my initiative swing. Yeah. So I sacrificed my initiative swing in exchange for killing IG, which I'll take, but it means that my, the rest of my game needs to be played very precariously. How, to, how the rest of the game goes is that I make a couple of more mistakes, unfortunately. Um, I forgot the... So I should actually bring up what his list actually is. So he has Hondo and he has Ona. And those are his big hitters. So he has IG, Hondo, Onar, Jabba, then some support. He might have been by sincerely about it. Um, so what happens is that... Harm does very little this game. Um, but I I failed to move R2 into a space where I could deny Hondo, um, Onar double moving. To then double move into my deployment zone. Because I did interleak him, and I saw that he had... Um, to the limit, but I got rid of on the lamb instead. No, not on the lamb. I got rid of assassinate instead because okay. re- reasons. <laughs> of course. Um, so I I get rid of that. Um, and what happens then is that I fail to place R two in a spot where I deny him being able to quadruple move over the course of two rounds into my deployment zone, which was a big mistake on my part. Um, but it happens um, again after so many games. Uh, f- first yeah. game of the day, to be fair, but so uh, I'll just own up to it. It was a mistake on my part. Uh, he he capitalized on it. He so he double moved owner, um, um, and because he had the last activation somehow. Uh, oh yeah, because obviously I took, and I'm down two activations. Um, with nine, that takes me down to five. So he has last activation, and my Han had double moved to a um, fluctuations to yay get a point. Um, which, oh no, 
Yeah, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So that was my mistake. I should have moved Han to a spot where if Han Uno had moved there, he would have taken an end-of-round focus Han shot. Okay. That's that's what I didn't do, but hey. Um, so Ona double moves, also contests my terminal, which is very annoying. Um, and then it's his initiative, obviously. He, he double moves with Rush, plays um, to the limit, focused attacks Ranger. Now, he didn't kill it. This was, this was, a, this was a hidden Ooh. ranger. But against a hidden ranger and you just have focus, no assassinate, that's not a guaranteed kill in any way. You will need a good roll to kill him because you got the red die, you got two greens, you need an accuracy of five to hit. Yeah. If, if, that's uh, well, three, th- well, three to hit. If you're going to get any surges, you need an accuracy of four or more, which, t- to be fair, you're almost guaranteed. But you would need a good roll to one-shot him. Um, but, you know, he doesn't. He does, I think, four or five damage. Um, to be fair, he was rushed, so that was one extra damage. But he he didn't. He got an average roll. We both got average rolls, so it ended up at about four damage. Um, and then he played strength and numbers, and he was umming and eyeing what to do. And he took the risk of he played tools for another red, and he attacked a different ranger. He was lucky. He was lucky enough to kill it, so it did pay off for him. But if that had whiffed as well. He would have been in a very bad spot. Um, but what happens from there is that uh, my range then activate. One of them plays Price on the Heads um, on Ona, and then shoots him. The other one shoots him and then moves back. Um, Mac actually shoots, so that's fun. Um, so and Mac actually does the whole three damage, I think. Ah, uh, that's some more than I have ever gotten on any of his attacks ever. Well, I mean, remember this is against someone who doesn't have a defense die. <laughs> oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> um, which is one away from killing him, which was which was a shame. It would have been nice to had, uh, you know, killed him and killed a random card. Because that yeah. effect is insane. Oh, it's so it's, awesome. It's so fun. Not that it ever cut. Not that it ever happens. I have but probably it had it happen in a grand total of, like, two games. And very early on, like, in a very, in a much... Um, more fragile meta. Yeah. Um, so it happened once to me in the early matter as well, because I, for a while, I ran Spice Swarm. So I had um, Leia, yeah. uh, double saboteurs with Target Computer, Mac, and Loku. So all the spies okay. in the world. Um, but yeah, so he was able to get that off sometimes. Um, so yeah, from there, uh, Ona has one health left after all of those attacks, which is terribly annoying, because... Because I'm scared about taking initiative and I can't lose another ranger, what I do is that I double move Han to have his focus and around shots just kill off Ona. Um, because uh, I need him dead. Otherwise, he's going to kill my rangers. And the, even though I've killed IG, the points are relatively even. Yeah. Um, because he sold his lamb as well. Oh, interesting. With Black Market. Um, just to try and get ahead of, with me, of me on points. Um... And, but I still have my lamb, so I take a bit of a risk because I know if this go if this if this happens, I've won the game full stop. If it doesn't, I'm still in a very 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 good spot. Yeah. Um, Gideon focuses Han, moves him too, um, and then there's some jostling for reposition. Um, the Rangers, do they just they just um, kind of they take some objectives. The one that's damaged hides in my uh, uh, deployment zone. Then Han either double moves or... Sing- no, uh, so I think I play Urgency. I think that's what happened. 
So Han then focused, place urgency, gets time side to Hondo, place tools for a red. Mm. So green, 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 blue, red. Ton of dice, it's dodge or die. No yeah. dodge. Kill Hondo. I think I get celebration off. But even if I didn't, all of his attackers are gone. Yeah. Um, that's game. So that's awesome. Yeah, super close game. I the score was really close. I can't remember exactly, but it was I think it, there were like three points in it. Um or something like that. So super close game, super good game, super good fun. And yeah, so that's uh, a win for top four. And on to the finale. So the finals was against Sebastian. Um okay. and he was running uh, so he's currently Is he undefeated. The German? Yes. Okay. Um so he wasn't able to make the... Oh, yeah, there wasn't Sherman National Championships this year because FFG decided to cancel it on them. Thank you, FFG. Yeah. Um, but um, he has been the, I think, two-time German National Champion. Um, so he was running Scum VP with Lothcats. Okay. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the mission is... Uh, yeah, so we've gone through all six missions, so it's a random draw, and it's... And it's um, Tarkin Weapons again. So the one mission I didn't play still comes around to bite me. Um, he has Devious. Uh, either Devious or he wins the roll-off, but regardless, he takes the um, tree outside. Because okay. he has Sabine, he has Greedo, uh, he has Onar, he has Hondo, and he has Java. And he has Lothcats. So that's, that's a lot of attackers to think about. <clears throat> Um, and Lothcats are obviously an interesting debacle. However, yeah. I'm out activating him. Yeah. So if he really wants to die for Bin, that Lothcat is going to die a terrible, horrible, brutal, bloody death. Um, but again, if he can kill a ranger in exchange for it, great. Um, yeah. But with how the positioning was and how the tempo was for the game, that's just not what was optimal for him. He sent one of his Lothcats after a smuggler, so I, I'll, I'll go through um, the uh, game tempo. So I open my middle door almost immediately because I want if he because his Java is straight in line of sight, just juicy line Ooh. of sight, and Java is just a pat, he's just a points bank for both parties. Yeah, absolutely. so I de so I definitely want to get rid of him um, because he's just he's an easy kill, but one that I want. Yeah. Um, because that obviously denies the strength in numbers shenanigans, it denies the extra points every time he kills Smuggler, um, etc. Um, so the dice of this game were really, really even. Um, he got good rolls, I got good rolls, he got bad rolls, I got bad rolls. So they were really even, so that was good. Um, so I open my door, I focus on my rangers. Um, my rangers are in a spot where they can, most of them can go 1-2, shoot Jabba 1-2 back. Um... But uh, and they're body blocked by one, if not two, uh, smugglers. Um, he doesn't open his his main door for a while, okay. so I decide, okay, let's see if I can tempt him out. So I open up. So I double move. Yeah, I double move. I either double move or I single move and interact move um, a smuggler over to the the very top. Um, the, the yellow uh, token, where some uh, weapons are. Because, yeah, he can open that door and he can shoot it, but it's minus two accuracy, and with ranger shots, but it is a juicy kill, and he's denying me two points. 
if he kills it. So he 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 takes the bait. So the door opens. Um, um, I think by either a Jawa, maybe by Sabine, something. Uh, the the door opens. Um, Hondri moves out, um, just for fun, in case he gets it. Takes a range eight shot at the Jawa, uh, at the um, smuggler. This is including the negative two accuracy. Okay. And he gets eight accuracy on an unfocused wow. hondo shot. So wow. yeah, so, so that was lucky. Um, but he then got unlucky later. So again, he he got lucky there. I got lucky later. I got unlucky. Got unlucky. So this was one of the most evenly matched games when it comes to dice I've ever played. Which was which is exactly what you want for a final. You don't want to Absolutely. steal your opponent with dodges everywhere, and you don't want them to steal you with dodges everywhere. And you also don't want to do what happened to me in Spectre Blitz at Wells, where you see roll steamroll them with dodges and they still win. That just uh, feels bad, man. <laughs> it does. Yeah, seven dodges. Seven dodges. And you still lost. Seven uh, dodges, and I killed Lamrand one with Intel Leak. Oh man. Yep. Uh, anyway, let's not go. Let's not go to this dark, yeah. dark past. Um, <laughs> so, what? What happens from there is that his door is now open. I see that juicy, juicy, juicy Java, and I decide, okay, I'm going for it. But it's range like eleven to thirteen, so I so it's the range is n- not at all guaranteed. Um, so I take my focus. So I take, so I focus on both my ranges because I decided, okay, Han is not going to be as aggressive. Round one, yeah. I just I just want these ranges to kill Java. So um, one ranger goes, um, shoots Java for four damage. He's focused. He ma- he makes the range, does four damage, which I'm very very happy about. Yep. Moves back into cover. The next one moves two. Place tools. I add another green, so I go blue, blue, green, green, and because I have celebration in hand too, so this is going to be a big juicy kill. You never want to say big juicy about Jabba, but good point. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, I'm one off from range. No, no, no. I, I make range, but I'm one away from killing him. Ooh. But I can re-roll my die to kill him. The thing is, if I reroll any tough looks, he... You, that's it. I, I miss. I miss. Yeah. I... Bec- because I used to always think, okay, do I reroll? What happens if I reroll? Are they going to tough luck it? Yeah, exactly. But, but, but no one's run tough luck for, like, a year now at this point. Because against Spectre, it loses so much value. Yeah. And against Hunters, it's nice, but there are, there are better one-point cards out there. So... I'm I'm I just completely forgotten about the card. So he tough lucks, the attack misses. Which was stupid of me. If I had just left the five damage go through, he's at one health left. If my Han has a very lucky end of round shot, or even just shot, I can do one damage to him at 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 that incredible range. I can't do six damage with an unfocused Han. So a mm. uh, big mistake on my part. Swings the tempo in his favour, because now I've used two focuses and range activation. And all of my positioning, and tools to kill Jabba Round One, which doesn't uh-huh. even happen. Um, but so my terminal door is also open. My smuggler moved out. Um, my smuggler moved out a little bit, um, so he's on the red stash. Um, he then has a um, a cat run out and try and eat eat him up. He low rolls and does two damage. Okay. Um, so with a, with a damage power token, um, 
So he rolled a single one damage on the blue, the the evade on the green, and I roll in uh, the single surge on the green, and I roll in evade. So two damage. Um, but he he admitted that that makes up for the legendary uh, Hondo roll. Um, and then from there, I just move around. So we're both denying each other points. No points are scored round one uh, of those uh, weapon stashes. Um, then it's his initiative. He goes with... It's someone's initiative. Either I go with the rangers to shoot... No, it has to be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, so he goes now with um, the cats. Okay. <laughs> One of them attacks my smuggler. Dodge. <laughs> so, so this smuggler is surviving his fair share of work. Um, then the cat runs away, and then the other cat pounces in, and this one finally manages to take the smuggler down. Okay. Wait, wait, which, which was deserved. Three cats' attacks should finally kill a smuggler. <laughs> um, which, which is nice for him. Another three points. I now have Assassinate and Price on their heads, which means... Now I really want this job a kill. Yeah. Um, so I focus up my rangers and then I move and then I move them out and I I kill I finally kill Jabba. But okay. I focus only one ranger and I I put all no actually I focus two but I rely on the first one. I I think okay so my first one is going to shoot. I only want to hit and then I'm going to use assassinate. I'm not going to take the risk of using the second attack. I just want to kill him. So one ranger had to, did, done price on the heads, um, so I kill. So I kill him. Fourteen points with assassinate. So yeah, celebration price on the heads. Um, Java, fourteen points. I'm very happy about that. Which swings the tempo in my favor because none of us have killed any of each other's damage dealers, but yeah. now I'm in the lead with points, and all the point zones that he could take are in direct line of sight of harm. Yeah. So he will need to. Engage if he is going to get his points back. Um, <clears throat> so then, because obviously it's a fi it's finals, so the game is really really long. Um, so what happens um, is that from there, I think he has Sabine run up and shoot a, a smuggler again. Only does two damage or something, um, or dodge or something. She doesn't kill the smuggler, so still in line of sight to um, the rangers. Eventually, um, Onar stands in a little bit of an aggressive position. So my Han then um, moves out and shoots Onar twice for a nice chunk of damage. Ooh. Yeah, very, very nice. Um, from there, he's able to retaliate with Greedo and Sabine and Onar as well. Um, and I have Lamb in hand. Um, so I tank. So I, I don't tank the, um, the the shot. Oh no! I, ta I tank the first shot because it's, I think, nine damage, ten, eight damage, seven damage, like a lot of damage, but not enough that I could be grenaded easily. Yeah. Um. So I so I take it. So I get more turn fire off, and then he attacks me again in, in a later round. Um. Now I do decide on the lamb, but I position in a way where my back left corner is able to get a line of sight to him, even though he can't get a line of sight to me, because I, thanks to that wonderful, wonderful um, red blocking terrain um, towards my terminal side, because again, I'm on the interior side. 
Um, so I get my return fire, but it's range 9 on focus tiles. Not guaranteed, but still worth it. Um, so he tries it and misses. Um, but so well shot, in my opinion. Um, so then I think I body block for on with 3 PR or something. Um, no, not 3 PR, but I body block for him maybe with a smuggler, or I just move him away. Um, because the game is so long. Yeah. Initiative tempo is so powerful because eventually both both negations or comms disruptions and both takes are going to be gone, and we just know okay, I go next, then you, then I, then you, and when you can when you can really harness that tempo, it allows you to do some pretty devastating stuff. If you can in advance analyze who's going to get last activation, who's going to start, yeah, it really sets up. If you have, if you can go into a round knowing what your plan the whole round is going to be, that is a really nice position to be in. Um, so, so some cats run in to try and um, finish Han off, but he's next to three PO. They need to do five damage. It's it's definitely not a guaranteed in any way, but yeah. it's, it's still worth a shot. Um, they whiff and do no damage, but Han has already done his return fire, so no shooting back. Um, then from there, so I could get in, be getting the rounds mixed up, but because it's such a long game, the rounds don't really matter. Um, it happened in a rough order. Because initiative was coming away and I had the last initiative, uh, so the, the last activation, um, my rangers then double move out to get line of sight to Ona for the kill. And I think to 3PO as well, or, or something, just just for more points. But they are both in a position where they can then move back into safety. Um, so then initiative comes my way. I play Call the Vanguard to kill um, Ona, which is another six points, and I cut down his attackers. And then I move on back. And then, oh, and then I say that, sorry. And then my initiative, so I attack twice and I kill... Maybe maybe three PO. I, I I killed someone. I'm I'm pretty sure just for some more points. So I keep my points lead. Okay. Um, none of us have been scoring basically any points from the stashes this game, just because we we both just shoot each other down. Whoever goes to the middle. So it's been a very boxy game, which I love. I I love a boxy game because positioning is so important in a boxy game. When yeah. it's just a aggro versus aggro game, it's more about we all run forwards and then we roll dice. Who draws strength in numbers? Yeah, uh, who had the better uh, cards? Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas in a boxy matchup, and this is what I've, what I've always said, I've always found hunter games to be more based on, I hate to say skill, but it's more based on a skillful game just because posi with positioning being so important, and you have maximum card draw, and you have dodge mitigation. Yep. That just means if, if, both, if both players have that, then luck will be dr drastically reduced than in, say, Spectre versus Spectre when you're drawing like two cards around until you system shock each other's choppers at the same time. Yeah. And then it just comes down to who has strength in numbers, who has negation. Yep. Who dodges. And no, not to throw shade at Spectre still plays, I'm sure there's more intricacies to it than that, but in a nutshell, it doesn't really matter how well you position. If they have strength in numbers, you're going to cry. Yeah. Um, so that's that. But so it's a very fun unboxing game, which, which is such a good, tight, competitive game. Um, the, yeah, the exact, the, the exact kills that happen at the end, unfortunately, I can't quite recall. 
but the cats dive bomb in, um, and do some damage. Um, but they don't quite really kill anyone. So, I can't recall, I want to say Hondo is dead, but I can't say for sure. Um, I remember a really, really big part of the game was when, because we both have played Hunters long enough that our positioning is relatively refined and on point. We we don't really misposition much. Yeah. A massive swing for the game was when a Greedo with a red weapon stands in a spot where I can shoot him without return fire, without puzzle shot. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so... I take it. So essentially what the position is, it's it's just one space further from my terminal. So I'm adjacent to that um, red spot, and I'm shooting down into the hangar. And because of the line of sight, I draw one straight line up uh, along the wall, and then one straight up, um, uh, one line diagonally. He can't get a line of sight to me because of the red one, but because I can see him from one corner, I can see him. So focus on, moves up, kills Greedo, um... Which is massive. Absolutely massive. Because Greedo with a red token is not Ooh, fun. terrifying. Yeah. It's uh, almost as terrifying as an Ezra with uh, red to- token. Well, I mean, let's not get crazy. It's still yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's still insane. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so very pleased about that. Um, the, to- the points are now really, really tight. Um, and... Honestly, I want to say Hondo is dead, but I can't for the life of me think of when I killed him. But but the thing is, I I do distinctly remember that at the end of the game, it was Han, Rangers, and support versus... So he had killed, I think, a Ranger and most of my support. Um, but it was basically Han and two Rangers and three PO, maybe Michael Gideon, against... Oh no, actually, he killed Mac with a bomb in from uh, my... With the, with the cat. Um, but it was one cat and Sabine versus Han and two ranchers, more or less, in a nutshell. Um, but Han is almost dead, um, so it, it could really swing either way. The points are super tight. Um, the thing that happens is I don't kill Sabine, so I, I definitely must have killed Honda then. So maybe my two ranger shots killed Honda with, with heightened or something. Um... Mm. Something like that. Uh, I can't quite remember exactly what happened, but Honda, Honda must have died. Honda must have died. Otherwise, the end of the game makes no sense. But I can't remember when that happened. Um, so, eventually, the Rangers kill. So, then at the very last round, the scores are really, really tight. But essentially, I need five points to win. And I think he needs seven. So he can't really just kill a ranger, he would need to kill two rangers or get the kill on Han. So Han has already double moved in onto the spot where, not not the spot where Greedo was, uh, but a spot close to where, the, where Greedo was. So he is standing on that terminal. Um, I have a choice to make. I have Call the Vanguard and I have Black Market Prices. Those are the only two cards in my hand, nothing in my deck. I need to get five points, which means I that could be through a... Cat kill and black market prices to sell Call of Vanguard. Uh, so, yeah, I must have not played Call of Vanguard either. Anyways, um, so I have, a cho- I have a choice to make. 
Because initiative is mine. It is my choice what I want to do. Do I not play Call of the Vanguard, use a ranger to attack... I'm getting this game way too mixed up. No, it's his, it's his initiative, which is why the d decision was even more difficult. I could not play Call of the Vanguard, and I could wait, <clears throat> and then... And then you, I, I would take a risk on what he would do. Because if he runs the cat away, if he realizes that, okay, you need to kill the cat to win, then he could just quadruple move the cat away, and I can't get to it. Yeah. And that's scary. Or I could take the risk of that happening, hopefully he doesn't move him away, and then, and then I kill him with the rangers, and then immediately Han sells Call the Vanguard for the win. I decide not to do it. Instead, I go the route of, okay, let's get the killer on the cat with the with Call of the Vanguard. And then and then let's just have Hans stand on the stash and pray that he doesn't have a crazy amount of movement cards to be able to kill Han. Um, which I doubted he would have because most of his movement cards are gone. And yeah. usually you don't see three movement cards in a list like that. Um... So I was happy with my chances. So call the Vanguard. I th I'm pretty sure I killed the cat. Um, so it's now 38 points. Um, but then the eventually the rangers activate, and I put the ranger on a stash, which means Sabine can't stop me from getting the stash. And the points at the end of the game, and the ranger's in a spot where technically she could get line of sight to Han earlier, but that would be like a range. 10 shot. Yeah, so like, not, not very likely. Not but happen. now that shot is not even possible, thanks to the range of body block. So she would need to kill the ranger, which is fine. But that would still not be enough points for, for him to win. Which ends up, due to those objectives held, on rangers takes home the trophy. That's awesome. Man, that is crazy. What, yeah. a, what a tournament. Yeah, it was an amazing tournament. And uh, I do apologize for um, um Missing, uh, messing up some of the details of the games, but um, they, they were all great, fun, competitive, and just amazing. Yeah, that is awesome. I'm glad that there was a that there was a good turnout, and that it turned out so well. Um, all right, Isaac. Well, we have been running a little bit long, so let's do this next segment quickly. Um, what I want to do is I want to ask you just some questions about Han Rangers. You can shoot shoot back your ideas we can talk about it a little bit for those people who might want to run Han Rangers at regionals okay so first off the first question is um are you do you think that the spy variant is the better approach than just like the hard card draw variant I would say yes okay. um the reason for that is IG can be rather scary for Han Rangers Yes. <laughs> I mean, IG is scary uh, for everything. Yeah, but sure. but but for Han Rangers especially because Scum VP against IG is arguably has a little easier because Onar wants to get in close, IG wants to get in close. Yeah. Whereas Rangers want to stay at range, um, and IG is rarely going to give you that range shot. So I would say spies definitely, definitely, definitely are more important. However, it's only partly due to that. It's mainly due to comms disruption and how it can give you your initiative swing. Okay. Because, um, li like I said, um, the thing that makes Han Ranger so powerful is the capability of doing your end-of-round attacks and then immediately your, your start-of-round attacks 
but you know that's going to happen. There are players who are more than happy to just go, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make my attacks, and then I'm just going to pray you don't have take. That, 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 that's fine for some games. That's fine for some games, for sure. Yeah. But if you do that over a long period of time, eventually you're going to get burned. Yeah. Um, so I th I, the short answer would be the spies just... Because Han Rangers, it depends on how you play them. I play Han Rangers in a very denial sort of playstyle. You can play an iteration of Han Rangers, which has like Sabine. I don't really consider Han Rangers Sabine to be a Han Rangers list. I consider it to be a Rebel Hunter list with Han. Yeah. Because Han Rangers... Without nine activations, Hera or Mac can't do Han Ranger things. Yeah, they just can't. Um, they they can still do things, but they don't do Han Ranger things. Um, so yeah, I, I would say spies are more important than R two and high command. But I would definitely maximize your command deck with all the draw you can. Get 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 price on the heads. Uh, sorry, get black market prices. Get planning because those are great cards. Um, and then uh, officer training. Did you did you have that card? No, uh, I oh. don't have officer training. Um, it, it it is a good one. I would consider it, but there are no zero pointers I can afford for it. Yeah. Because yeah. I need a movement card. If you're yep. running hard ranges, almost any list, you need one movement card. Yep. Um, I need celebration for the victory point shenanigans. Uh, I need tank. I need element. I need planning. Yeah. Those yeah. those are my zeros, and they are non-negotiable. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, no officer training, but I don't think it's necessary. It's yeah. a really, really good card, but I'm getting, I'm, I'm rerolling for days anyway. So yeah, absolutely. It's just for the card draw, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. With that being the case, so I, I tend to agree, but I also, I am a huge fan of the denial game with spies. But then, well, no, actually, no. I, I, I see, I see the wisdom there, right? Like the logic of the heavy card draw variant is that you just out ig. Like, you out-IG hunters what IG hunters are trying to do, right? Like, what they're trying to do is get to their blaze, do their thing. And you're just like, okay, well, I'm drawing way more cards than you. So you, I'm going to position Han so that he's your only target, and I probably have Lamb, and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, yeah which, which is absolutely a, a valid point. So I've run, I think, maybe five or six Han Rangers variants over the, um, over the years. Uh -huh. So the three regionals I won this year... Or I all had I had different Han Ranger variants every time. So, oh, the first, really? so the first regionals was the super card draw variant. The second regionals was a nine activation Hera variant, and the third regional was the same one I took to Worlds, which is the eight activation Spy variant. Um, so they all can work. Uh -huh. um, the biggest reason Spies I took Spies was because it combats Spectre Cell. Yes. The problem is, once you get on the spy train, it's very difficult to get off. <laughs> yeah, um, I, am, I am there. Because you're used yeah. to being able to deny your opponent the things yeah. that like, they normally would want to do. And the thing is, in the hands of a good Han Rangers player, you can, you can, absolutely, you can absolutely do well. And I, I have done this before. You can, you can do well without... Uh, you can do well without using... Without having a spy. But your position needs to be on point. And it, it always needs to be on point for Han Rangers. There is no room for error for error with Han Rangers. If you miss position, I mean, it, just like you saw in my in my one loss at, at the tournament, my one loss was where I was where I missed position and I was aggressive. Yep. You cannot afford to be aggressive before you are ready to be aggressive. Yep. You have to control the tempo of the game and engage on your terms. If you're engaging on your opponent's terms, unless you're getting a lot of points out of it, 
it's not worth it. So it it definitely can work. These the card draw spam is is a great variant. Again, I've run it before. It's a lot of fun. You're just getting, you're, you're you're drowning in cards. Yeah. Um, however, I would argue that it is worse against IG because by the time IG dive bombs in, you can't take the strain as cards. Yeah, Good which point. means IG, which means IG is now doing just doing even more damage. Um, additionally, the thing is, card draw is good, but stopping your opponents from playing their cards is better. Yeah, I'm that. I'm I'm so, totally there. I'm yeah. totally there. Especially so, if your like card draw variant runs into the opponent who's ready to deny you your cards. So yeah, absolutely. I, I would say for anyone who does want to one run uh, run range for regional season. Definitely try it out. It's one of the... I'd say it's one of the easiest Tom Rangers variants to play. Because you're getting the cards you want, you have Hera, you're good. So, and again, I played it before, it's a super good It's a super good variant. It's probably the one I would recommend the most to new Han Rangers players. Mm. My, the one I run now is is the last one I would recommend to new Han Rangers players. Um, but yeah. Awesome. I agree. Okay, now tell me about Maul's map and why you think it's the best map. Because I think you're 100% wrong, but... Oh. I, I I love and respect you, so I'm I'm gonna listen to your your case here. Okay, um, so the biggest reason I like it is um, the gangsters. Like okay. I said, if I if I if I start the game with initiative, um, which again against um, against devious you will, and devious lists usually take the bottom zone, as in the um, non the bottom side. right, yeah. yeah. Um, which means you'll get the situation, even if you don't need to win the initiative roll-off. Um, some, sometimes, sometimes. Um, the ability to, net, to get nine points round one with no risk is... Insane. Insane. It is insane. And no other list can do that. Um, some lists can do a similar thing. I guess a list that has maybe Ahsoka, like the box. Yeah. It's kind of could do the same thing, but... It's not as not, well. I'm not, not as well. On that, yeah. No, you need to be able to, preferably, be able to kill in one activation, the gangster, in the upside down T and the gangster in the middle because the mm. gangster in the upside down T is the what that is the spot where Han wants to stand, yep. unless the gangster is one up, which I can't quite remember, but I'm pretty sure it's he's he's in the safe zone of the T. No. No, actually, he is in the safe zone. So yeah, it's, it's the space underneath the gangster where um, Han wants to be. But Han okay. doesn't want to take two damage because yeah. you, you're a reasonable human being. You don't yeah. want Han to take damage. Um, that's the biggest reason. So I've been playing Han Rangers on this map against Spectre Cell more times than I think I've... More times than you'd care to count. More times than I just care, period. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> essentially, what I really like about it is that the the taxi side is so nice. The taxi side, what what uh, Isaac means when he says the taxi side is the left side of the map. There is this um, like yellow, I guess, a taxi looking space taxi looking thing that's got two blocking line lines. Um, creating this little box to stand behind. Precisely. And against Spectre Cell, often what I would do is I would literally box in there. I would put yeah. the Rangers in and then plop, 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 uh, smugglers and 3PO's and stuff like that just, to, just around them. Yep. Um, because, and then my, I'll, I'll have smugglers in that room as well. Here's the reason for that. 
there are two courses of action I can take from here. With my two smugglers, I can open both of the doors um, in which are in, in that sharp corner. Okay. If you think about the sharp corner, it gives me direct line of sight to my opponent's deployment zone. Yes. And remember where my Han is. Uh, where are you putting your Han? So my Han is in the upside down T. Okay, so that that's interesting you call that that. We call that the Ezra box because Ezra <laughs> wants to go there because he's stupid. But I okay, so the, right, so yeah, the Ezra box. Yeah. Yeah, the upside down T is just in the middle top top alley of the map. Correct. Okay. So Han from there has the ability to go one, two, three, and shoot down their terminal hallway. Yes. The Rangers have the ability to go and shoot down the other hallway. Yeah, it's a good point. So so I'm pincering them in. Mm. Keep in mind, not very well, but in a psychological yeah. very, level, very well. Han is going to be terribly annoying if you're gonna sh- if he's going to shoot down there, because just just like this, they can't put their figures just in a line from their deployment zone. Yeah. Um. Um. If we if we having the vassal orientation as left and right and up and down, yeah. uh, then then horizontally, then the horizontal line from the, from the tax side. If they put them there, I'll be able to shoot them. Yeah. But they also can't put them horizontally um, down the top because then Han will be able to shoot them. So yep. I'm pincering them in. Wherever they stand, I can get my shots. Yeah. So on this map, which has no line of sight, I've been able to create line of sight corridors. <laughs> that is really interesting, Isaac. I would this. Yeah, that is interesting. I can because I can see this as I'm mm. I'm looking at the map right now and thinking. There's a there's just pressure, right? Yeah, Creating exactly. A lot of pressure. That's the pressure, and also keeping in mind, if the, if your opponent doesn't give you any shots, that's fine. Yeah. Your rangers can just move so that they're one away from the corner of that space, yep. so that they can't be attacked. But they can go one, two, and yeah, I mean even three, four. If you have all the hunter cards and y- yeah. you are ready to go, sure, you can go one, two, three, four, and you have last equation. Go one, two, three, four, and shoot. Otherwise, yeah. you could, you could just go one, two. The thing is, they. Mathematically, they can't hide everyone in those in those three spaces that are safe from harm and yeah. the rangers. That's not going to happen. Yeah, um, they can try. <laughs> they can definitely try. But if they do, okay, sure. How are you going to get your harm or the rangers from there? Yeah. You tell me. My my smugglers on the. I mean, again, keep keeping in mind. I have the major points advantage right now, unless it lands on the one in six where it lands in their deployment zone. The gangster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have the points advantage. It's 9 to 3. I have two hidden ranges. Some of them are focused. You can't get to me without yeah. getting into my line of sight first. Mm. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's an interesting point. Um, so that's the biggest reason. Um, the thing is, if you're not running triple smugglers, the post mission is difficult. Yeah. But the post mission is very fun with triple smugglers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, again, unless you're going up against Jawa Swarm. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Um, but the person mission with um, Triple Smugglers is it's, it, it is really really good. Um, yeah. It doesn't give you those guaranteed because how I how I've always seen the Holland Rangers is that you need to control the tempo of the game to to force your opponent to do something rash, which yeah. makes you win. So be it an early Jabba kill with celebration and pressing the heads, or an or an early nine points from the from the gangsters. Yeah. If I can exert pressure and force my opponents to engage, because here's the thing, if they don't do anything, the whole game, if we clock out, that's it. 
Nine to three. Yeah. What are yep. you going to do? Um, so they have to move out. There's no way for them to move out without exposing themselves to the range shots. Because keep in mind, even if they decide, okay, they okay, I see that the rangers are flanking that way, I'll go the other way. The rangers, the, my smugglers can still open that door, and there are still like there's still a really long line of sight range across the whole map from the middle. Because with how the um, blocked terrain works, there is a certain line. I can't remember from the from exactly which space, but if you look at it, there is a spot where you can stand from the taxi side, where you can shoot down, and you just cut through both both of the blocked terrain sections to see their terminal side. So if they move up that way, you can deal with them. Yeah. And remember, they might wait until they have their cards in hand. If you're running spies and you're doing this... Oh, man. The longer they wait, the more pressure you're putting on them. Absolutely. Because every card I draw is a card that could be strat shift. Every card I draw is a card that could be interleague. So the longer they wait until they do their shenanigans, it, it is a very, very difficult map for rangers. Yeah. But if you can get the practice in and really learn the line of sight, but the line of sight is the least important part of, of, of the map. The reason yeah. Maul is really good for on rangers is because of the tempo you can control. Yeah. And how you can psychologically force your opponents to to put themselves in a position which makes you win. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Were any of your finals mm -hmm. games recorded? Or any of your uh, tournament games? Unfortunately not. Um, mm. They weren't. It's, it's a shame. Um, yeah. I wish they were. Because, I mean, it's always good for reference and always nice also to have um, games recorded. Yeah. Um, I think if David had made it, he probably would have recorded it. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't. He and Jess weren't able to make French nationals. They might be going to Spanish nationals. Okay. Um, so if anyone listening is planning on going to Are Spanish nationals. Are you going nationals, to Spanish nationals? No. Um, okay. No. Um <laughs> I just did a double take now because I realized I was not going due to exams, but because with my hand, my exams have been um, moved around, so to speak. Um, which means, technically, there's a possibility I could go now that I think about it. Highly doubtful, to be confirmed, but I, I highly doubt... Oh, no, it's the beginning of November, which is when my family goes on trip. So no, I'm not going to Spanish oh. nationals. Okay. Um, but they might go. It's currently um, a possibility for them. It's not a guarantee, but you might see them there. Hmm. But yeah, so that's how I see Moore's map. It's not good for line of sight. Yes. But if you can put the pressure and psychology in such a way that you can make them give you the shots. Hmm. That's really interesting. I'm going to have to give it a try. Yeah, definitely do. Awesome. All right, well, it close us out, Isaac, and I want you to give some counsel regarding people who are looking to... Um, so I, I remember when... Here's a quick little anecdote. When JK, at our last regional, he took um, Han Rangers. And I think he had... Well, I know he had talked with you and done yep. some kind of prep. And he wrote on some box or something like... 
be conservative or something yeah. <laughs> or like be more careful than you think you should or something, I mean, whatever you told them. And it was awesome yeah. and funny. Um, and I, I get that idea as the Han Ranger player, but if you had some counsel to give to people who are looking to either get more involved with the IACP or get more or like want are thinking about closing out um, with this skirmish season in terms of list building and um, just like general play style, like what are things you would encourage people to look at? Like what are, what are things you're going to be looking at either for the IACP or for regular skirmish? So lists and stuff like that? Or yeah, like lists, um, play like style. maps. Yeah. Play styles. Ah, okay. Give us mm. some general counsel. All right. Um, hmm. That's a good question. I think the biggest thing for you, um, if you want to go to if you want to go to regionals this year, be it ICP regionals or regular regionals, the biggest thing is find out what you want to run. A well practiced list can beat a strong meta list if you play it correctly. Yeah, and that has been proved time and time again. You took MHG and top sixteen in the worlds. I have taken Han Rangers to success. I'm basically the only one who runs Han Rangers at tournaments anymore. Since like a year back. Since Spectacle came out, I haven't seen a single other player run Han Rangers. I've heard rumors of one other maybe at Worlds, but mm. I haven't seen any other Han Rangers. Um, and, I mean, you said on your, on your podcast that Han Rangers doesn't work with Maul and Spectacle. I agree. Yeah. It doesn't work with, with Maul and Spectacle. It does work with Maul. If you practice well enough with your list, you can definitely get it. The problem is regional season is right on our laps. So yeah. if you decide now, oh, I want to make Biv work. Uh, yeah, okay. G good luck doing that in a week. Um, yeah. But barring Biv, um, and that's what the ICP is so nice about, is that you can run what you want. You It's most likely going to be balanced. Yeah, um, There are some things which are better than others. Obviously... Boba is really, really strong in ICP um, because you have access to all the Hunter shenanigans. Yeah. And, and you have Boba, which who I've played against him sometimes, but he's, he's insane. Yeah. Um, but be creative is, what I, is my biggest advice. Mm. Um, I love that. The best way to throw people off is to take a good list and screw with it just a little bit. Yeah. Take, on, take on Rangers, throw in Mac. Take on Rangers, throw in Mern. Yeah. Man is going to be terribly annoying if your opponent is running, say, riots, or, and just think in the, just think the value of man in the IACP meta with the regular stormtroopers everywhere. Yeah, great point. Oh, sorry, elite stormtroopers. So suddenly, man's value goes up, and I, I believe she's a spy. Yeah, she which is means a spy. She's a, it's a one point upgrade from Mac, but it lets you use their stormtroopers to yeah, shoot each I, other, which is so I much fun. That. Especially with their focus, right? <laughs> if exactly. Get, if they get their focus and are unable to use it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that would be my absolute biggest suggestion. Be creative. Not only in, in your list, in your command deck as well. Hmm. Um, some, some, my most creative cards won me the games, won, have won me games in the most satisfying way possible. Hmm. When you are able to play a marksman to kill a one health vader hidden behind yes. a wall of riots. Yes. When you are able to play in the shadows to stand in the middle of Nalhutta with harm uh, with no risk. <laughs> I remember this. I remember when you told us about this card. I love it. It is. It, it's a shame it's not as good anymore just because the weak way in Ranger meta is gone. But yeah. it was such a good card. 
And yeah. I mean, I had lost so hard when it was played against me to devastating effect at UK Nationals. Um, yeah, because my opponent was running a hunt Chewy, and then Chewy plays in the shadows. My <laughs> range is not getting rerolls anymore. Hey. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's so good. So that would be my biggest piece of advice: find out what list you want to run, what yeah. archetype. There are so many competitive variants. A good, you can very easily get Spectre to work. Spectre Cell, Some players think that Spectre Cell is nerfed to the ground. If if we're looking at the definition of nerfed to the ground, if the Royal Guards were nerfed to the ground, yes. Spectre Cell still have their surges and they still have some sort of defensive bonus and they have Great their movements. Um, the Royal Guards would have to into the ground. So in a comparison, this is not enough to the ground. Yeah. This is a minor nerf. And I honestly think that the biggest reason Spectral isn't dominating is because Spectral is not an auto-win list anymore. Yeah. You can beat Spectral. It's still bloody difficult, but you can. Hmm. And that means that because most of the Spectral players, not players who loved the Spectral playstyle. Some players definitely did. I mean, yeah. I'll, definitely. Some, some players in... yeah. But like Scott, um, he's a yeah, uh, he's a Vader player. Great he took Spectre because Vader can't work against Spectre unless you offer this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good point. Uh, um, so my, yeah, my biggest advice: find out what you want to run, see what the meta is, adapt to it the best way you can. Again, I've had five different Han range variants depending on what the meta is. Yeah, but be creative. One command card is going to, can surprise your opponent enough to win you a game. And yeah. if that game is a final, that is going to be the best final of your life. <laughs> Great point. If, if you win with a surprise move, there's, there's no greater feeling. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, Isaac. Well, many congratulations on your taking of the French Nationals. Thank you very much. I, you deserved it. You deserve every win you get. Han Rangers really deserves every win it gets right now. <laughs> and I, I knew you'd be the one to pull through. So that is awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We want to um, thank everybody for listening. Again, encourage everyone to stay involved with the IACP and with um, Skirmish. This probably the, f- the final season of FFGOP's official Skirmish. Just FYI, regionals are going to be getting announced extremely soon. So everyone, make sure to keep tabs in your local stores. And we are going to have a ton of fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good night. Bye.